Welcome to Confessions of a Melanated Queen, a podcast designed to celebrate achievements within black culture. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Meeks. Welcome back, family, to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. All right, so this week I have another confession. Of course, that's what I do. When I first started Confessions of a Melanated Queen, I felt like I was kind of misunderstood in that people thought that Confessions of a Melanated Queen was all about just women empowerment, but really it's about the black family. It's about uplifting us. It's about rebuilding us. And it's kind of hard to find someone who aligns with your views and who is willing to share that unapologetically and who was male. And lo and behold, I found a unicorn. I found a guy. I found a king who pretty much shares some of the same beliefs that I do, the same style, some of the things that, you know, I think is important for our community. This person's able to provide that. And so, guys, I just had to have him on the show. I want you all to meet Mr. Deontay Valentine, also known as Tay V. He is the mastermind behind the Shameless Plug, which is a brand in itself. It's all about empowering our communities, empowering our people. But you know what? You know how I do. I'm going to go ahead and let Deontay talk about it. Tay V, tell us more about yourself and your brand, the Shameless Plug. Well, first and foremost, um, thank you so much for having me on uh, as a guest. Uh, the Shameless Plug. Pretty much in itself, it's a society and cultural-based website. My goal is to always touch on and always address the stigmas that we face in the, the Black community. Um, a lot of times I go by the, the voice of the voiceless, uh, call myself the voice of the voiceless. Uh, I feel that um, with my brand, with my platform, I'm able to reach and touch people in different areas and different scopes in our culture. And I'm able to give the people who don't have a voice, um, you know, a, a way to have their concerns heard, you know, to the masses. And I feel that this, this journey that, that I'm on, this journey that's placed upon me right now, um, it's, it's the reason why it was given to me. Uh, I do feel that this, this is part of a higher calling. So, you know, that's the basis of what the Shameless Plug is. It's also an apparel brand. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at um, bringing out clothing, um, you know, hats, shirts, you know, hoodies. Um, but overall, it is, it is for the culture. Um, you know, that's like a hot thing now. You know, everyone talks about the culture, the culture. Um, but, you know, I want to talk about the stigmas that affect our culture, you know, and I feel that the Shameless Plug, is the the right platform to to bring that and and I, and I like to bring a male perspective as well too so that's pretty much in, in a nutshell what the shameless plug is okay well you know what well, one of the things that i really appreciate you i just recently read one of your blogs i'll let you get into it though i don't want to misquote the title but it what was it it was a cake and ice cream what was the the, the title of it? <laughs> yeah it was a cake and ice cream and um that blog, that article in, in particular, it was pretty much talking on, uh, speaking on in regards to like the whole side chick era and, uh, you know, the artist Caesar. Uh, she had a song come out, uh, The Weekend, I believe it's called. And I, I actually, you know, I'll be humming the, the song and stuff like that. So uh, I, I have no big, big problem. I mean, you know, the message behind it, like I said in the article, you know, of course, I wouldn't want to preach that, but. 
you know, I, I always like to give a different perspective in regards to some of the things that, you know, we talk about in society. You know, we talk about the side chicks and, you know, we talk about uh, relationship issues. Uh, but a lot of times I like to touch on things. Let, let's dig a little deeper. What caused, you know, these individuals to go down down this path? You know, let's talk about, you know, why they may think this way. You know, I feel a lot of times we have a, a lot of things that go go on in our community um, and we kind of judge, you know, we don't give no one a fair shake to kind of see, you know, why is this causing them to affect this way, you know, or it, it, it's just something that I feel that we need to touch on more instead of just always rushing to conclusion or rushing to judgment uh, for some of these things. So that was the basis of that article. Um, I, I feel that I, I, I touched on some things that some people can relate to uh, that may be on either side of the coin. So that's one of the things that I, I love to do with my articles is kind of give two perspectives. So you can kind of see both sides of the story. Right. Right. And again, it's from a male's perspective too, which is, you know, phenomenal because I mean, there's a plethora of female bloggers out there and we all hear some of the same stories, the same perspective, where we have our own opinions about things, but to have a male to come in um, of our community and to be able to give his perspective and say, you know what, look a little deeper into this is more, is more than one side to every story. I think that that's exactly what we need, but I got a question for you because I'm a blogger. One of the yeah. things that I'm running into, and I want you to share with our audience, how, how do you think we can get our generation? And I, I claim millennial, I'm an older millennial, but <laughs> I'm a, I am a millennial, you know, I'm, I'm one of the throwbacks, but I am. A right. <laughs> and um, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's been a challenge getting folks just to take a moment and read because we're so accustomed to having video and visuals and being able to listen. We got the podcast, we got the videos, we got the YouTubes. It's challenging for some of some people within our generation to just take a moment and read. What do you think we can do to try to change that and combat that problem? And that that's a great question. And the, the funny thing about it is that before I started like blogging, that was one of the, the questions I asked myself is how many people actually read, you know, nowadays, you know, it, before I felt like it was just like a small percentage of people that actually read. But as I started blogging and as I started like reaching out to more people, it, it is people that actually do take the time out to read certain things. Uh, I feel that the best way to kind of get more people into reading or more people into, you know, literature and things like that. Um, I'm guessing just kind of find a way to kind of, pull something out that they can relate to. Um, and that was the one, one of the key things that I, I wanted to use in my articles uh, and all my articles is try to find a trigger for something that most people can relate to, you know, and I understand that and may, maybe everybody's not going to, you know, relate to every article, but I try to at least get the point across to, to be relatable to everyone. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing. And I, to this contrary to belief, I do feel that it is more people that do enjoy reading and enjoy literature uh, as, as like my platform grows. And, you know, as I keep producing like articles, I, I run across a lot of people that, you know, I find, you know, that's into like literature and reading is like, wow, it's eye opening. Cause at first I was kind of skeptical at first, like, wow, you know, do people really read? But as I'm on this journey, 
you find a lot of people that's actually into the same things you're into. It's just, you know, I'm guessing it just takes uh, certain people. And, I, and, you know, it's touching on the fact that, you know, I'm me being a male, a part of the community, I feel that's another thing that kind of gets people interested too, because again, it is a lot of, you know, female bloggers, you know, and a lot of times, like you stated, that's you kind of get some of the same opinions. And sometimes it's good to have, you know, that other side to kind of get that other view because a lot of times it's not all about just being right or wrong, just trying to find the right perspective to kind of be like, okay, well, I see where you're coming from and, you know, you see where I'm coming from. Let's try to find like a, a medium ground. It's not always about agreeing, you know, we can always agree to disagree, but, you know, we always got to find a common ground, especially within our own community. I feel that's a, a big thing that plague us is the fact that, you know, we struggle with having a common ground. Um, it's, it's too much trying to find out who's right, who's wrong, who hurt who the most. And at the end of the day, that really doesn't matter. Uh, at, the, at the end of the day, what matters is the fact that, you know, we can come together as people and, you know, help each other. And pretty much I feel that that's my goal, you know, it's not about how much money I make. Um, it's not about, um, you know, how many followers I gain or anything like that. It's about changing lives and making an impact on people's lives. And I feel that ultimately blogging does that. And uh, I feel that, you know, more and more that we have people that speaking on the things that I try to touch on, I feel that sooner or later, you know, we're going to see a change. Right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So with the shameless plug, you mentioned apparel being one of the components to that brand. Tell us about mm -hmm. the apparel. Uh, well, right now, you know, I have a few designs that I'm working on and, you know, I have like a few shirts that's out now, uh, but more so in the fall is when you're going to see like the hoodies, the hats, uh, you know, long sleeve, long sleeve shirts and stuff like that. And then further on in the future, working on other parts of, of apparel. So right now it's just in the starting stage. Um, to believe it or not, uh, I've been doing this since April. So I'm kind of like a grasshopper in this, you know, trying to, you know, learn and, and jump around and, you know, get, get kind of dirty. Like, okay, let me figure things out. But it's fun so far. You know, I've been into fashion, you know, for some time. Uh, I haven't really jumped in it, like went to school or anything, but I always had an interest in fashion. So that's why I wanted the brand to kind of uh, be fashion oriented because uh, that's something I'm interested into. And, you know, writing is something that I'm interested into. Uh, so I de decided to com combine both into a business. So that way I can write and I can do fashion. <laughs> Right. Right. Now, you know, you mentioned that you really launched in April. Now we're going to get into it later though, but April was also a very important time for somebody else I know. So we're going to get into April <laughs> a little bit later because I think that that it, it all ties in together and it's something we need to definitely talk about. But before we do that, um, okay. So tell me a little bit more about your thoughts around what's happening right now with our community just earlier, a few months ago, everybody was into Wakanda, right? We all wanted to move mm -hmm. to Wakanda. Right. And something something happened. I like to call it the melanated, um, what's the word I use for it, though? But uh, it's almost like a, um, it's all, almost like we have amnesia 
It's always, yeah. it's almost like a, yeah. a melanated amnesia. People kind of forget real quick. Or it's like a uh, attention deficit, like a mm-hmm. melanated attention deficit. So I'm coining that right now. That may be a challenge. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think we can do to try to keep the momentum? Because I know that when, at the beginning of the conversation, you pretty much had stated that, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of people are uh, really trying to do things for the culture. You mentioned we, we hear that a lot. That's really popular again. And, it, you know, over the, if you look at the last 30, 40 years, that pride comes and goes. It, it, mm-hmm. We had the Black Power movement. And then in the late 80s, early 90s, hip hop really saw a change and a shift into the Black Power movement again. And then now it's happening again. And so mm-hmm. how, how do you think that we can use brands like the Shameless Plug how do you think that we could use brands like Confessions of a Melanated Queen and all the wonderful things that we're, lear- that we're learning recently about the, the great things that we're doing in our community? How do you think we can use that to keep the momentum going? What is your advice on that? Um, I feel what we can do and continue to do is just keep putting out um, positive Black content. Um, I'm, I'm of the mindset that, you know, the more positive Black content that they have out there, uh, the more that the, the generations under us will see. Uh, I'm a father. I have three beautiful children. Um, all the time, I'm always pushing something positive. Uh, even with my daughter, uh, I'm always pushing something positive. Uh, she's not even one yet, but I'm always pushing something positive because you have to leave that lasting uh, effect on them. So, I feel that ultimately the more that we keep pushing out positive content, the more that we keep uh, trying to push a narrative of just black strength, um, black togetherness, um, black unity, the more that we can push that message, uh, the more that the generations under us can see like, okay, this is more the norm opposed to uh, us being divisive towards each other or us uh, having an issue towards one one, one another. I feel that uh, with our platforms, uh, we reach more people than we realize. And, you know, it's just the beginning. Uh, I have a ton of things, you know, in store, you know, just from using my platform alone, you know, not just with the blog, not just with the podcast or with the apparel. Um, I have, you know, I'm looking into even getting to being creative with maybe like a web series or even movie ideas that's pushing strong black content that push a positive message because I feel the, the more that that visual is seen, um, the more that people start to see like, you know what? I want to connect more to this because that's what it took for me. It took for me to see more positive images uh, to kind of change my mindset because, you know, I wasn't, you know, the, the, on the right path, you know, this whole time, you know, or anything like that, you know, we all have our, our stumbles and things like that, but, you know, after a while, you know, you see something that resonates with you. And then after a while, you be like, okay, let me see. Let me get some more information on that. Or let me connect with more people that may can direct me to the information or the way to go or things like that. So I, I met a, a ton of great people that kind of helped steer me in the right direction and, and allow me to, you know, make my mistakes and grow and, and learn. And I think we need to, you know, do that as well. You know, allow us to allow the generations and each other to, you know, make those mistakes, but still love each other. You know, it's not going to always be, you know, uh, a nice, you know, 
ride, you know, it's going to be bumpy. You know, our ancestors, they had it uh, a rough ride. So mm -hmm. I don't expect the ride to be any different for us. Um, the, the only difference for us, I believe, is that we just have more privilege than our ancestors do, but we're still going to have to, you know, have our trials and tribulations and have a, a role where we have to show people and have to, oh my God, I got to tell you how this, this is the way to go. But, you know, it's part of the process. And then after a while, people will see, you know, I started seeing it just from people in my neighborhood, just, just people reaching out saying that they see the difference and they see the impact that's, that is, ha that is happening on people. And I think the more that we just keep doing it and just being consistent with it, you know, sooner or later, you know, we're going to see more and more of the generations doing more of that as the norm. I, I have a, a thought right now. Well, I have this, I've been having this thought um, for some time. I, I do believe we're, we're going into a black Renaissance right now. Uh, I believe that right now, this is just the start. You know, I, I, I believe the next 10 years, you're going to see a lot of black greatness, um, you know, in this wave. And I believe that, this the the millennials and the generations after we're going to start a, a wave of just excellence that that pushes um, black empowerment and black strength and black unity uh, and I think it's starting we're starting to see like some of it now and again we just got to keep riding that momentum and sooner or later we're going to be looking back you know ten years and say like wow you know it started from this and look where we at now. Okay, awesome. I definitely agree with that. And I can appreciate that. So, you know, having said that, segueing into, you know, your podcast, what can we expect from your podcast? And what would the style be? What do you think you're going to present? What can we look forward to? Um, the podcast, I feel that is going to be uh, more personable. Uh, I feel it's going to give the viewers, um, you know, a a better insight of the, the person behind the shameless plug. Uh, you, you're going to get a little bit of the wittiness that I have, you know? So I, I just want to give people, you know, more of an insight because, you know, behind words, you kind of create the, the visual and the narrative in your mind, you know, who, you know, who's telling that story. Um, I want to be able to reach people and let people know that, Hey, I'm the voice behind the voiceless. You know, that's, that's my, Thing. that's the model that I go by is being the voice for the voices so I need to you know let the voices know this is the voice that's speaking for you so that's going to be the, the big thing for the podcast it's still going to be the same message um it's, it's, it's going to be probably like some suggestions that I probably take from some of the viewers I've been taking some suggestions so a lot of my topics is based off you know conversations and feedback that I get from individuals that tune in uh, every Monday um, and then pretty much the format for the podcast will be the same for the blog every Monday, um, you know, and the blog will be every month. So people still get the blog. They just get more of the podcast. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit and I wanted to kind of, you know, let the audience know a little bit about how we met. Um, <clears throat> I've, you know, of course been out and about meeting people at different events. And if you all remember, uh, a few weeks ago, we had, um, Mrs. Kanisha Valentine of the KCV collection. And she was on talking about her cosmetic line. And of course, you know, I've been representing wearing it every day, looking <laughs> good, looking fly. But the gentleman we have on the phone right now, Mr. Tay V is the king. 
of that particular <laughs> household. And um, what's so amazing and so beautiful, I've, I've ran into you guys on a couple of different occasions and you're always there to support your wife. She's there to support you. You are literally there right next to her and you're helping her with her setup and you're helping her work with her customers and her clients. And, and she's doing the same for you. Tell us about if, and, 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 and if it is, what, what does this look like? What, what do you think is the shift that's taking place among black millennials in entrepreneurship? Because you guys represent that. You are the king and queen of black millennial wealth, basically. Now, rather than that you're wealthy right now or not, it's happening. It's going to happen. So <laughs> right, I, I received that. that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the generational wealth is going to begin, and you guys are definitely um, doing your thing with that. So tell, give us a little peek if we were a fly on the wall. What is it like? Um, running a household that has the mindset of entrepreneurship? Um, it's It can get hectic sometimes, but through, the, through all the craziness and, you know, that we have to experience as far as being parents, being entrepreneurs, um, we still enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. We still find enjoyment through the journey. Uh, I feel that what we're seeing now with the millennials in regards to entrepreneurship um, I, ha- I have an article titled American Dream. I, I believe that uh, the millennials are no longer believing in the American Dream are, and pretty much starting to believe in their own dreams. Uh, in, in that article, American Dream, I touched on pretty much the American Dream being the dream that was sold to you to kind of, you know, go to corporate America, do this, do that, you know, get a pension, retire at 60, you know, li- live to 65. You know, that dream, you know, and a lot of people, um, a, a lot of people that, you know, in my family, you know, believed in that dream. And then, you know, they had talents and things like that. But, you know, they, they were so focused on, you know, living this American dream that they never was able to, you know, follow theirs. And I believe the millennials, the, the, the thing you're seeing now is that they're going out there and believing in their dreams. And. I believe the world that we're living in in regards to technology is, is easier for them to do because it, it takes nothing, you know, to get on your phone, to, you know, build a website. Uh, it takes nothing to go on your phone and probably like build an app. You know, of course, you know, if you want to be more technical, you know, you spend more money and things like that. But just to start off, you know, the, the entry fee to business is, um, you know, not as much as it probably was in the past. And I, I feel that more millennials are starting to see like, you know what, I don't want to, you know, work that job and, you know, be tired for 50 years and, you know, not really get my pension there, you know, they're starting to see the trend of how everything is going. It's like, do we want to continue this or do we want to build our own? And I think that's, that's a key thing because the more people that we have with that mindset, even if it's not just for business, I mean, you know, people can go to a trade school, you know, or just do something other than say, okay, I'm just going to go to school and get me a good job. No, find something that you're passionate about and, and pursue it. You know, it's, it's people that are nail techs that's interested in that. It's people that's interested in doing hair. You know, I, I know a lot of people that just say, you know what, I'm not just going to work a job. I'm going to do something that I'm good at and I'm going to start a, a business and start a brand. And, I, and I'm loving it because the more and more that you see that, you know, the, the younger generation see that like, you know what, you know, my parents, they, they had a business and that's what I want to do, you know, opposed to, you know, a kid seeing their, their parents, you know, probably, you know, working a job and they're them thinking that, okay, I got to go to school and, and do that. You know, I, I feel that the generation 
under us, they need to see that they have options. It's not just you only do this and then you go to school and, you know, you work that job. No, the younger generation needs to know they have options. You know, I love to speak to the younger boys because I have two boys. And, you know, the stigma, again, that affects the black culture is thinking that young boys, the only thing that they're good for is, you know, athletics. You know, both my both my boys, they're into, you know, cultural things. You know, they're into, you know, drawing and painting and, you know, other other things that doesn't always directly involve sports. Um, and I think that needs to be taught as well because growing up, that was one of the, the, the only things that was pushed, like, you know, go play sports. And, of course, I enjoy sports. And, you know, as, as a young boy, young boys love sports. But I feel that that shouldn't just be the push, like, hey, you know, go into sports. Because, you know, the percentage for someone going to the big leagues is slim, you know, for no matter how good you are, you know, it's slim. And even if you do get there, you still have to fight among the greatest to, you know, earn that paycheck. So it's, it's not just easy. So I, I love to talk to the, the young boys and the young youth, whether it's in my family or whether it's in the community, to kind of push the narrative that it's, it's okay to, you know, go to school and learn and find something that you're passionate about. It's okay to, you know, get into literature. One of the big things why I didn't study literature in, in college or anything like that or why I didn't start, study Journal, journalism and colleges because one of the things is like no one really talks about that being like a money making thing you know the the main thing that's pushed is like going to going to college to find a job that you make money and it's like you understand that but you're, you're telling kids to do something that they may not be interested in but you're telling them to chase a check you know and at the end of the day you know we shouldn't be selling ourselves just for a dollar the our purpose on life is to leave an impact you know each and every one of us have a specific goal to leave an impact it's not all about the money at the end of the day that's why i'm so passionate about my brand and and speaking for the culture and speaking for the voiceless is because it's bigger than just me being paid for anything i want the, the last impression is for people to see that, you know what? He told me something that resonated with me to let me know that it's, it's okay to feel how I feel and it, it's okay to be different. It's okay to go different paths and try different ways. It's okay to not think like how society tells you to think. You know, I want people to realize it's okay to be yourself because I feel that in society it's pushed to kind of fit into a box and we don't have to fit into a box we're we're different people you know we're all different so all in all i feel that the millennium the millennials are starting to see that and starting to realize you know what, i'm different and i'm going to be different and i salute every millennial that's 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 doing that well listen i mean if anybody knows some of my story i, I mentioned it in my book but listen, you are speaking directly to my truth. But the problem is, is that it took me way too long to figure it out. So, you know, just to what you're saying, I mean, yeah, I was raised by, um, by baby boomers who worked at the same job, both of them, for 31 years. They both retired at age 50. And when I came out of college, I graduated from college the same year my mother retired. And my wow. father had been retired for three years, and I wanted to be just like them. That, that, those were my, mo my role models, my parents. I wanted to be just like them. I wanted to work a job that I was passionate about 
about. And I want, in fact, I mean, not saying that they were passionate about their jobs, they just worked a job, but I had an opportunity to go into a career. And when I went into higher education, my goal was to be there until I was 50 as well. <laughs> and I started in higher education at 23. Had I given them 30 years, I could have retired at 53. But the thing that happened was that I got walked out that door. And wow. it, when I was terminated from my position for doing something that I really believe was right, and it was, but I mean, that's another story, <laughs> doing something I believe was right, it, it, I, I was lost. I was lost. And it wasn't until, it took a long time to get past that. I mean, it's, it has been just recently that I've began to get over that. But it took a few people to say, what were you thinking anyway? Nobody stays at a job 30 years anymore. They just don't do that. I said, oh, yeah. okay, you know, so I had the blinders on. So this is why having these conversations and having this podcast and having conversations with people like you is so important to me because this is a truth that, I mean, you know, you're probably a little younger than me though, but some of these, some of these kids are coming up now. They see what took me a long time to see. They see they're coming in. They already know. They went through the stage where they, in 2006 to 2008, when the housing crisis was taking place, they saw right. their parents losing their jobs. They saw their parents losing their homes. And I missed that. My parents were right. good. And so I right. had that dream, but I think that this, this is a, a this, this is why this conversation is so important. And I like the fact that you talk about that historically, we really have our, especially our black males have always been pushed to, since slavery to always been pushed to, to, um, to be physical because that's what we were, yeah. that's what we did. So, so athletics and I'm not knocking athletes. I'm not I'm knocking kids and the parents who have their kids in sports and stuff. But the fact that that's what we have been known to do, the only credit we've been given to and the, and they have intentionally tried to limit our consciousness, our innovation, our creation, um, and, and just our academic empowerment period. I love the fact that we're having this conversation though, because I do think that that folks need to really kind of take heed to what you're saying and start understanding that, you know, as we take this shift, we got to start looking at things different. We got to start looking at generational wealth different. We got to start thinking about our mindset and training our kids a little different. I have a whole chapter saying I may not send my kid to college. Now, you know, that's debatable, but I think that what you're bringing, you're, you're not only are you bringing, um, options and solutions, but you're talking about strategies as well. So I could really appreciate that. I definitely salute you for that. Thank you. And and again, just to kind of piggyback off what you what you spoke on in regards to your parents, it was, you know, anyone that, you know, knows me knows my grandfather was the biggest influence that I, I ever experienced in, in my life and the, the biggest influence that I, I, I had in my life. Um and, you know, I, I watched him go through a job that he he put in 50 plus years and he, he loved the job. He was a, he was a doorman at the Western hotel on Michigan Avenue. Uh, he took pride in his job. I mean, he, he, he came across just, you know, countless celebrities, countless, you know, sports players, just any, anybody he came across, you know, took pictures with him, had autograph. I mean, like I had just autograph, just uh, a bunch of things. And, you know, once he retired and he kind of seen how, the business side of things work, um, it, it, it affected him. And I, and I seen how that affected him. And, you know, he was a, he was one person that, you know, he always pushed having a good job, you know, have, having that good job. And it's like, you know, you understand where he's coming from because he, that's what he's used to. And, you know, he's super old school, you know, he's from, you know, Mississippi from the South. So, you know, he knows hard work, go to the army, come back, come back out, you know, work, work, work. That's what he knew. So, 
as a man, you know, him teaching his, you know, how he considered me as his son, you know, hey, work, 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 you know, get a good job. That's what he was taught. And seeing that and seeing how it affected him, and I know how much he loved that job and how much he put into it. And to see how he how he got treated, you know, at retirement, it was a wake up call. And that was in like 2015, 2014. And I said, you know what, I need to do something different. And and what's the crazy thing is that once my grandfather, you know, he passed October 2015, it's like I went through a whole shift, you know, I went through depression and mind you, I'm preparing for a wedding and things like that. I still had, you know, my children that I had to look at the bus, you go through all this. And right before I, I made that decision to say, you know what, I'm going to find something for myself. I go through that. So looking back at the grand scheme of things, it was preparing me for this position that I'm in today to make an impact, you know, and you don't understand certain things that goes on in your life. You just look at it as an event, but later on you're able to look at it and say, you know what, this was preparing me for something. And, you know, if, if I want to leave any type of message to anyone, you know, if anyone want to take anything out of anything that I say today is to, you know, always follow, you know, that inner passion within you. Um, because even through that depression, even through after losing my grandfather and I was, and I was crushed, you know, I went through to a dark place and gratefully I had great people behind me to help lift me up and, and empower me. Um, but whatever it is, you know, follow that, that inner passion, that, that inner energy that you have, because it's, it's definitely leading you to the, the right thing. You know, I know a lot of people that they're so focused on bills and they're so focused on just everything else. And, and I truly understand that, you know, I still have to pay bills, you know, I still have to take care of family. So I understand what people are going through out here, but still, you can still follow your passion in the midst of all of that, you know, it's not supposed to be easy. You know, I don't want anyone to think that going out there being an entrepreneur is just, you know, just an easy task. No, you have to put in work to, to be an entrepreneur. You have to put in extra hours. You know, I still work a job and still manage a business. And I still assist my wife with what she what she does. You know, it's, it's a team effort. You know, we help each other in the midst of all the things that we got going on. You know, so even doing that, you know, and going through those trials and and headaches and things like that you still have to follow that passion and you still have to realize you know there's a bigger goal at the end of the day you know and the bigger goal isn't always attached to a dollar sign it's more so attached to the impact that you leave on the next person life or the next generation's um, life okay sounds good i really appreciate that and i just want to go back to the comment i mentioned earlier the reason why april was so special is because not only did the shameless plug launch in april this year but um tavi's wife's collection her her uh, cosmetic line also launched in april and so april must be a very special time for you guys and so again congratulations to all that i'm wondering though with the blog the podcast the apparel all that good stuff. There's something coming down the pipeline for you. I know you got something else up your sleeve. So what can we expect for in the next six months to a year, something like that within this brand? Well, I do have, you know, something that is coming out uh, early next year, more, more so towards April again. I'm going to be launching, uh, well, publishing, you know, my first novel. 
um, the mindset of the man. Um, pretty much the novel is, is a tale of a guy who's, he, he's in a position where, you know, he, he has money, he's working towards, you know, more success, but, you know, he has his struggles as a man. So it's, it's more so following him on how he maneuvers from this guy that has this, you know, ego, womanizing, you know, mindset to the transformation to this mature male, that understanding uh, of why his ways may not be uh, good, you know, for his growth. And in the midst of that, he has his challenges with different people. So it's, it's a great read. Um, once people see, see like the preview of it early January 2019, they're going to be excited to to get a hold of that one. <laughs> okay, all right, sounds good. Sounds good. So, with all this said, I mean, we got the apparel, we got the blog, we've got a podcast launching soon, and a book in the near future. How can folks get a hold of you? Where can they find you on social media? How would you like for us to contact you? Uh, you can follow me on on, on Instagram. Uh, it's the Shameless Plug. D A Shameless Plug. Um, also, I'm on Facebook. At this, the same DA Shameless Plug. And you can also visit the website, theshamelessplug.com. Uh, have any questions or anything, any feedback, you know, apparel questions, anything, I'm open. Okay. All right, TV. So, what else do you want to add? You want to add anything else before we close out? Um, I just want to, you know, first, first and foremost, um, just thank you again for just the opportunity. Uh, I'm grateful for your platform. Uh, I believe that, you know, more of us connecting is, is going to leave an impact. And I just want, I just want to let people know that, you know, go out there, follow your dreams, you know, don't be afraid. You know, there are a lot of people that felt the same way you felt. There are a lot of people who was, who was in those shoes, maybe not the exact shoes, you know, the same, you know, different sizes, but you know, they was in that position and they took that step. They took that leap of faith. And five, 10 years, you know, they're living their best lives, you know, and ultimately that's the goal. You know, if you're going out there living your best life, helping people, you know, the universe will reward you. So if you're going out there, you know, looking to make an impact, trust me, you will see your reward at the end of the uh, tunnel. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Family, I want to remind you that the Shameless Plug, there's a blog associated. So make sure you read the blog. You can make sure you tune in pretty soon to the podcast. That's happening. The apparel line is really popping off soon. And don't forget the book is coming within the next year, less than a year. So you guys make sure you look out for that. All right, folks, it's been, it's been great as, as usual. Don't forget if you have a confession to make, go to confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com and drop your confession. It is anonymous, but you know, I mean, if you want us to talk about it out loud, we will. If you want to be on the show, let us know. We have no problem with that. As long as you're doing something great to empower and uplift the Black community, you are more than welcome to come on our show. And if you have any questions for me, don't forget to contact me at laurentinemeeks at gmail.com. It has been lovely. It's been great. Again, thank you, Tavi, And you enjoy thank your- Thank you. Thank you. All right, then. We'll chat soon. Okay, talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Follow Dr. Meeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dr. Lauren Meeks. If you have a confession, visit confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com and share your story. Peace and